Welcome to the first TMM podcast. So episode number one. My name is Sheldon Kotick. I'm here with Warren Heinrichs. Warren, what's your actual job title? I'm uh, the director of mentoring for the Life Project. So what do you do? Well, I oversee the mentoring division, which is um, close to a thousand mentors and our team that uh, helps support them. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. My uh, my name again is Sheldon Kotick, and I'm the technical director. So when the thing is broken because Terry broke it, <laughs> uh, my team will fix it. So that's basically what we do. And uh, we are the ones that build the software now. The purpose of this podcast is basically to give us an opportunity to share a little bit of what's going on in the mentoring ministry and uh, new resources for you as mentors to be able to hear about and learn how to use them in your uh, in your task, uh, bringing people to Jesus and uh, taking them on spiritual journeys. Why don't we start with what's new with the Mentor Center and the Life Project. We've been working on, uh, over the summer, a couple different things. One of them is a New Believers series. It's a series of emails that go out. Warren, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, that series and how mentors can use it in their uh, mentoring? Well, the... The reason we made the series is because oftentimes if you do get the opportunity to uh, lead someone to the Lord, you wonder, okay, what do I share next? Our um, our resources pages have many, many different resources on uh, all kinds of different subjects and topics. And so our goal was here to give the mentor a, a pathway to lead the new believer on, which uh, would help them grow in their faith right to the point where they become a multiplying disciple. That's great. And uh, it's an eight-session eight series. And what, what are the different things that that series talks about? Well, what are all important in a person's life as far as uh, growing in the Lord? There's prayer. There's Bible study. There's uh, joining a church, a fellowship where um, other believers are uh, uh, there to help encourage you and also you be an encouragement to them. So it takes you along the entire journey of uh, being a, a Christian to the point where at some point where you want to actually share your own faith with another uh, person. And so uh, there we can help you with that and also uh, then um, be able to uh, share to the point where you also want to help another believer share their faith. So it is an eight-week series. It's an email series that goes out. It's also on thelife.com. Uh, as a mentor, what we do when somebody uh, tells us through one of our websites that they've prayed to uh, receive Christ, we give them the option to sign up for this automatic newsletter that goes out every every week for eight weeks. But we also automatically match them with a mentor. And so if you're a mentor that is working with somebody in their early Christian discipleship, this is a great series that you can recommend. Ask them if they're on it already, and if they're uh, not, then you can recommend the series to them. It should be in a New Believers template in your community. If you don't see it in your community, please let your community leader know so we can add it. Any, any other resources? I know, I know you've been working heavily on... Um, on the resources index on tmm.io. I believe there's a Muslim and Hindu resource that has just been added to those different areas. Can you tell us a little bit about 
those resources. Yeah, we had um, um, another group that did a lot of work with Hindus and Muslims, and they came up with a number of different um, resources that uh, seemed to work with these uh, other religious groups. So what we've done is we've adopted all of those and, and put them into our resources under other religions. So if you go in there, you will find that there's two of them, under uh, one under Hindu and one under Muslim, and they uh, are called For the Love of Muslims or For the Love of Hindus. Under that heading, you will find, I think there's at least 20 of each under both of those religions, and they will uh, discuss the common questions or uh, difficulties that uh, these religious people have with uh, Christianity. Yeah, those are awesome resources. And uh, the um, group that uh, gave them to us, they're actually mentoring using our systems. I know if... uh, if as a mentor you're really struggling with cultural context, uh, if you have a uh, email or a message that is uh, beyond what you can handle because the person is asking some pretty deep questions and they're from India or, or one of those other East Asian countries, if you need to, we do have other mentors that can handle those kind of in- emails. And uh, so if you reassign those to your community leader, we can get it to them. So the name of that ministry is South Asia Wired Ministry. So thank you to them for supplying those uh, resources to us. The other topic that uh, we want to talk about with uh, Warren today was the how to answer the unanswerable message. We all get those messages that it's either like a one word that says amen or uh, I love Jesus or maybe if it's even blank. Warren, do you ever just delete those? Oh, not at all. So what do you do with those? Well, once we have their contact information, it's like you having your foot in the door. So uh, even though they haven't asked you an actual question, it's there for you to do that and, and to initiate the conversation so that they will. A vast majority of people actually do have questions, but they are actually quite surprised when they find out that the the website actually returns their email. Many don't. And so that's why it's exciting to see that when someone does answer or send us any type of comment that we need to really uh, get that conversation started. So what do you do? You get a blank email. What do you do? Well, we've made actually a template just for that. It's called blank email template. A very good uh, uh, friend of mine emailed me and said, uh, my email that I got from you is totally blank. It has nothing in it. What do I do with it? I said to her, um, well, we have a template for that. Use the blank email template. So she did. The lady responded And within a few emails, she actually had the opportunity to lead her to Christ. Later on, she said, oh, we had a long conversation. She told me about um, sexual abuse that was happening within her family. And since the mentor had had some experience with that as well, she helped her walk through that uh, experience with her. And she said, we really got tight together. Like, it was amazing. And so this was all from a blank email. Um... We should never take for granted that these people have contacted us, even if it's blank. It could be a huge opportunity to speak into the life of someone. And in this case, it made a difference for eternity. So when we talk about read, pray, and respond, it just makes the read part easier. We still need to pray, (laughs) and we still need to respond. But those are real emails. They might be blank, but you never know. What can happen out of that? Exactly. What about the amen or I love Jesus? Obviously, those are Christians, right? Well, 
one may assume that, but uh, that assumption I have found is not something we should do. An amen may be just someone agreeing with what's been said on, a, on a, one of our websites or our partners. Um, many times uh, those types of uh, comments come from one of our um, social media partners. And so it'll be a Facebook comment or something like that. So what we need to do is really have a uh, uh, begin the conversation in in uh, that case and say okay now what were you agreeing with uh, we do, there's so many things being posted on social media uh, it doesn't tell us where this is so try to establish where or what they were agreeing to that gives you a uh, opportunity to begin the conversation and to see whether or not they're actually are a christian um you know uh, a barna poll uh, uh, said to, in the US that uh, out of all the people in America that identify themselves as Christian, more than half of them believe that their good deeds will outweigh their bad deeds, and that's why they'll get to heaven. Well, that's frightening. And so we need to ask all these people who, even if they do sound very religious or spiritual, we need to ask them, have you made a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Another template that we use to find that out is our three meanings of believe template. That's made just for that reason, to see and to confirm whether that person uh, has a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that uh, can be used within the conversation when once you have it started. And it's even important when somebody is coming in claiming that, oh, I've been a Christian all my life. Absolutely. So if, if somebody's claiming to be a Christian or if somebody is talking like a Christian, it's okay to confirm it. Is, is that what I'm hearing, Warren? Absolutely. Look, their, their entire eternal destiny rests on that question. How much more important can it get than that? Really? Like, um, we want to make absolutely sure that they have the assurance, just like it says in First John. You know that you may know that you have eternal life. We can know, and so let's confirm that with each one. And again, um, if you're in a community and you go into the templates and and you're trying to find that meaning of belief template and it's not there contact your community leader we'll make sure it gets added to that community we have hundreds of communities so occasionally something gets skipped feel free talk to your community leader and we'll make sure these templates get added to the communities that you're in the the other um unanswerable one is the person that just messages in and they are hostile they might just throw a bunch of swear words at you what do you do with those? You, you got to delete those, right? Because you don't want to stumble? No. No. You don't delete them? No. What do you do? I answer them. In fact, I had uh, you one... Don't, you don't swear back, though. Well, I hope not. Okay, good. Um, Proverbs uh, chapter 15 says that a kind word will uh, will take away wrath, and uh, but a harsh word will stir up anger. And so we have to remember that. Uh, why is this person angry? We don't know for sure, but sometimes they'll say, well, uh, I've had one word uh, where the person said, F you. Well, that was all that was the message. And I said, I don't know why you're hostile at us. Could you please explain? And then he apologized. And with, in three or four emails, he was asking how the Holy Spirit worked. 
<laughs> that's awesome. So, um, you just never know uh, where that's going to go, but a kind word will take away wrath. And so um, use that as a uh, way of beginning a conversation. There are some that will uh, actually blaspheme God. And I've uh, asked them, um, especially Muslims, why would you say that about Jesus? Isn't he a prophet to you? And doesn't he uh, need to be revered in your in your religion? And they come back apologizing and saying they were so sorry. And, and it's amazing that if you actually begin to talk to them, that they're not as hostile as they usually sound. Yeah, it, it, it's often people just trying to put up a front. Yeah. And it won't happen every time. That's You're not going to lead every one of these people to Christ. No. Um, but it's worth giving it a shot. And and treating it with treating the person with kindness, just ask, why are you hostile? Can lead to just an amazing conversation. And you may not be the person that changes that that uh, is there to change their life that day. But that might be the seed that's planted for somebody else in a few months to take them on a spiritual journey. It reminds me of the scripture, like be prepared to give an answer, but with gentleness and respect. We cannot forget the last part because especially Muslims, they that disarms them. We, we really need to... Uh, follow scripture now what what about those people that okay you you've tried to be kind they just keep coming back back at you with unanswerable emails if i could say it that way have you ever had those oh of course you there's only so much that uh, a person can try to explain and if they don't accept that well they're not really arguing with you they're arguing about your faith and so our faith stands on its own. So uh, how do you, like, uh, kick the dirt off your feet, uh, as Jesus did when he left his hometown because of their unbelief? Uh, how, do you, how do you do that in a, in a message so just in case they're, they're willing to come back when something, when something changes in their life? Well, one of my um, um, partners in crime in this uh, ministry had, had, has a really good response to that. He said, okay, well, maybe perhaps you do not accept my faith now, but if you ever would change your mind, would you know how to uh, uh, become a Christian or uh, would you like to even know how? And, and then you can actually share how to become a Christian with this person. And who knows, they might reject it, but they might just file that and they just might look at it some at some point that... The Spirit of God is the one who convicts and will stir. And so um, who knows where that will go. But that is a really good way to respond, is to at least give them the option if they ever change their mind. And you never know how long that conversation could be in a gap. So it, you you end that conversation, you don't hear from the person for years, and all of a sudden you get an email back. And we've had that happen a number of times. Uh, Wes, one of our uh, staff, got an email. I, think, I believe the conversation itself was a four-year conversation. But it was two years after he finished talking. The person never prayed. And then all of a sudden, the person emailed him and said, Hey, you should know this. I just got baptized. And 
I wanted you to be one of the first to know. And it's those kind of stories that really keep us going in, in the ministry because there are some tough emails. There are some tough emails. You put a lot of effort and prayer into, into the conversation. It just stops. The person stops replying to you or, or something like that. And it's draining sometimes, but it's those really cool stories that keep you going. Well, we also have to remember what the definition of a successful witness is, right? It is to share the gospel and leave the results to God. And so sometimes we get to water, sometimes we get to weed, sometimes we get to fertilize. And once in a while we get to harvest, And but we won't always get the chance to harvest, but maybe someone else will. But that's not our responsibility, So to, uh, but we are just to share and leave the results to God and... Um, and who knows, there are oftentimes stories like this where someone else got to see the harvest, but it, as long as there is a harvest, we're good. Awesome. Well, uh, before we end, I want to just have a, have a couple stories, a couple cool stories. So, Warren, do you have one uh, on the tip of your tongue that you just want to share? Well, um one time I had a young man who had, uh, he emailed me about a relationship problem he had with his girlfriend. And I said, well, I will certainly try to help you with your relationship problem. But um, uh, I have found in my life that when I have my relationship with God in the right place, oftentimes then my other relationships become better too. And so uh, I asked him, so do you have any uh, type of spiritual background? And he said, I believe in God. Uh, I wondered, well, what does that mean? So I asked him, like, so can you elaborate on that? And he said, well, um, you know, I've I've struggled in my life so much that uh, I, I got so... Uh, distressed at one point that um, um, I went into my backyard and stuck a gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger and the gun jammed. And ever since then, I believe in God. Well, wow, that wasn't exactly what I was expecting for an answer. But I emailed him back and I said, well, how would you like to know personally the God that jammed your gun? And he said, well, I surely would. And now he does. Amazing. Even after that happened, he didn't go to church, but somehow he ended up on one of the sites and he ended up on our field to harvest. Oh, and when you think of it, that's quite normal these days. When people have questions, where do they look? Well, they go on the Internet. And it's no different with spiritual questions. Um, I had another fellow who um, he uh, emailed me the same scenario. He had uh, a relationship problem. I gave him the same uh, response, and, and then he said... Uh, um, could I ask what, how uh, your belief really uh, is? Like we, we know that um, the word means to believe with the mind, to trust with the heart, and to commit with your life. Have you ever done that? And he said, well, I've always believed with my mind. I can't say I really trusted with my heart, though. And I know for a fact I've never committed with my life. Well, now I knew exactly where he stood. So then I asked him, well, could, I, could we talk about the trust issue a little bit? And he said, well, I've had trouble... Uh, trusting God from for my day to day life, and I said, "Well, that's a normal part of being a Christian." But what it's asking in in First uh, John twelve is, do, "Do you trust God to that He can can and is willing to save you?" And he went, "Oh yes." And I said, "Well, then, is there anything holding you back from committing your life to Him?" And he said, "I don't think so." Well, then, would you like to? Well, yes, I would. And now he he knows the Lord as well. So those relationship questions that come in, you don't have to spend a lot of time talking about the relationship itself. 
but there's always a spiritual component to it. And if you if you jump right into that, sometimes it works right away, but sometimes um, sometimes it there there's more questions that come back. But don't forget about the spiritual side. We're there for the spiritual side. When I tell these people, uh, the reason I'm I'm starting to talk about this is because we believe that every relationship, if it's built on the right foundation, which is a, a, a relationship with Jesus Christ, then it can be, it can build much stronger from there. And so that's where we believe is the starting point for any relationship. I want to share a little story that was actually put into our. Uh Mentor Center's uh, secret group on Facebook. If you're not part of the secret group, I'm assuming you're mentoring with us, contact support at thementorcenter.com and say, can you please add me to the Facebook group so I can uh, read these stories? We get stories almost every day, people, um, uh, mentors that are sharing uh, cool stories that come come through their messaging, as well as um just people wanting prayer for their mentee as their mentee struggling with something. And I know uh, it's one of those things I get notifications for and I jump into prayer right away and I like it just to make sure that it shows up on other people's walls. But uh, I just wanted to read this one from Judy that came in on the 4th of October. It said, hi, everyone who received this and had to share it. How good is our God? I just wanted to encourage you, us all, that the words we speak in faith will always reap a reward and someone's life. It's been three years since we've spoken. So this is a mentee talking now. You were really there for me at a time in my marriage when I don't know, didn't know who to turn to. I'm so grateful for your prayers and the love of Christ that is in you. My marriage was in a terrible place in 2012 when I reached out to you. My husband was smoking marijuana on a consistent basis, and I was acting like a raging maniac. He was at risk of losing his job since they drug tested regularly. He had found ways to pass the test and was just headed down a dark path since he was doing it in secret and lying about it. After many years, or after many prayers, and reaching out to a spirit-filled prayer warrior that I'm so blessed to have called my friend, my husband has not smoked marijuana in almost two years. I just wanted you to know that you made a difference in my life. I love this part. I will never forget when I opened your email and you wrote, I want to congratulate you on your very mature and wise choice to battle this problem in prayer. I was ashamed to admit that I thought I was foolish in praying about the situation. I thought I've tried everything. What difference will it make? But reading that you thought the opposite was silencing the devil's attack on my thoughts. You told me I would look back on the situation and see what God had done. I had never spoken to, I had never been spoken to like this. I was so encouraged by your words, I was able to go to work and function. You won't believe the next thing you told me. You said that at the end of this winter season in our marriage, I would not only become stronger in myself, but I would reap the reward of having a godly husband who will one day thank you for your love and support when he was off track. How do you know that? How did you have faith to speak that over me when there was nothing showing that my husband would become godly in any way? Do you know my husband prays now? He lost his cell phone about two weeks ago, early one morning while trying to run errands before he headed to work. He returned home from work around eight in the evening and told me God told him he was going to get it back. I thought to myself, who is this? He showered, set out to get to his phone. First Walmart, no phone. Then the gym, and it was there in the lost and found waiting for him. I've dated my husband since I was 17, and now I'm 30. And this is the first time he has ever told me 
that God told him anything. It gets better. He currently is fasting for a new job opportunity. Please pray for us that if this is God's will for us, that my husband will secure this job. And it gets even better. I am currently enrolled in an accredited Master's of Mental Health program, which I've wanted to do since I was 21. This has been a nine-year dream of mine. I'm finally working towards my goal of becoming a Christian-based counselor. I had to share news of the great work that God has done in my marriage since it all began with me reaching out to you. God bless. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Uh, Unbelievable. So that's why we do what we do. And we praise the Lord because it's all about Him. Yeah. So if you're not part of the Facebook group, join. You get to uh, be encouraged. You get to pray for things that come through. And uh, we'd love to see you there. Yeah, and if you have any questions, that's a great place to do that as well. For sure. Uh, Also, if you have any other questions uh, you want to talk to us, maybe if you have some questions about this podcast or if you want to uh, suggest some themes or uh, questions for us to answer, uh, please email us at podcast at tmm.io or uh, you can go through the support channels on the site and... uh, yeah, we hope to do this more often, uh, maybe every month, maybe every few weeks. We'll see how it goes. But uh, thank you for listening. Perhaps you have an idea on a podcast we could uh, make. So uh, we're open to that as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. See you next time.